Oh, well, hold on one sec. Uh, I just saw something that JT retweeted that Vancouver haven't left yet, waiting on the league and possible scheduling changes. They'll know more Friday afternoon. Are you, if you were to ask me, are you 100% sure you play next week? I would say no, but within the next two weeks, yes. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. such a bummer. Yeah, I would. Union goals scored by AJ and Luke. The Goofy Brothers. Hey, what's up? It's the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Broadway League Game. I'm AJ. I'm down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, um, and we are getting excited for this MLS is back tournament. MLS is back. This is episode number. Is this accurate? Sixty three. Yeah, sixty three. And yeah, 63. so we're. I don't know if you said it's July second, so we're you know a week away from Union's first game back after months. Yeah, one week from now we'll know how the Union started their tournament, either with a win or a loss. Um, next thursday 9 a.m it's gonna be awesome so this episode we're gonna break down a lot of union stuff going into that game um and then the second half is gonna be all actual like predictions uh we'll preview the nycfc game and give our actual game predictions for that so um yeah we're just excited to finally have something real to talk about instead of uh just kind of making up crap on the go so this is cool a real pod yeah. get ready Yes. Yeah, so, um, today, uh, uh, we screwed it up. What? You go. Let me go. You me. You, I got you, it. Me. I got it. You got um, it. So uh, today, the union finally uh, took off and, and uh, went to Orlando into the bubble. And um, so hopefully they all stay safe. But there was a cool little send off. Um, they uh, had fans come down to the stadium and, and cheer for the the team while the team was in the bus so they were safe and you know everyone was seemed to be socially distant wearing masks and everything everything right so looked like a cool little way to you know put, like partially participate in and you know cheering on the union again so it was cool. yeah that was, that was cool to see fans kind of back together again even though neither of us could make it up there yeah. um i thought it was really cool and then they showed pictures of players getting on the plane and they looked all happy and excited. Players were thanking fans on social media for coming out. Um, then they also showed pictures after they landed in Florida. Players looked a lot more nervous once they were in Florida uh, because of everything, the outbreak in Florida. But, you know, that's a little bit of a joke. You can't really tell. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're probably but, nervous. You know, how, so, and I was as I was thinking about that, like seeing guys actually getting off a plane in Florida, I mean, I'd be a little nervous. I mean, of course, yeah. I know the players are like all MLS players are getting sent to like a private, um, like landing or whatever, like private part of an airport that like they right. won't be in like the common airport area. So like they're kind of separate from all that, which is which is good. But yeah, it's still with you know the numbers in Florida going up every every day. It's scary so hopefully they're staying safe and they're not affected like some of the other teams are already getting affected which is which is crazy and potentially could throw a wrench in a lot of this you and know it, and like the wild thing is like 
so we're being careful um just as like normal dudes here um and you know taking all necessary precautions and we, we don't really have much going for us right now other than you know just plotting around um doing our normal thing we don't have a big tournament coming up but yet like we're hearing players on other teams um in different and even in different sports and stuff who are like gearing up for uh the beginning of their sport again are coming down with cases and you would think that they're being even more careful than us and it's just kind of crazy to think that i mean hopefully they are when you don't really know but um crazy to think that even though they're being careful and they're going into this bubble that the term bubble is almost like a loose term it, it's trying to be a bubble but obviously it's not going to be a perfect system um right like, yeah it's just a yeah, player in Columbus tested positive inside the bubble, and they've had meals and trainings with teammates, and it's just yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's scary, it's crazy. Like we're so excited, like finally go to watch soccer, but then I worth it. Like as this is like starting to like come together, like oh wait, maybe this isn't the right idea, or like maybe they're too soon, or like this bubble isn't going to work because like like we, we this was further down on our on our you know show list, but since we're on the topic, Dallas players have tested positive, and it's. I think up to nine players. I think so. Yeah, and so that's for, like I mean that's that's a big number for a for a soccer team like Yeah, there's only twenty six players know. going down. So that's that's potentially leaving you with seventeen players who don't have it or I assume those nine aren't able to train, aren't able to be around the team, obviously should be uh quarantined and all. Yeah, for at least fourteen um, weeks or fourteen days, so that's you know, probably one or two games at least. Yeah. And then, I mean, do those nine get to like train together since they're all, um, they've all got it. Is that something that could happen? I don't, I don't know the science behind it all. Yeah. And like, and then there's like, so I stupidly read comments on a news story about this. Uh, and, and some of the comments were like, Oh, the only way Dallas FC Dallas gets into uh, Dallas news is when their players get to the, the disease. I was like, screw you. But the other comments were like, people are just saying, if they don't have symptoms, it doesn't matter. And it just kind of opened up my eyes to the ignorance about the whole thing. Um, and that like, there are lots of people who don't understand the idea of like, your life affects other people. And if I have COVID, then I should not be around other people because other people get it from me who will then have symptoms. And it's like, and it just kind of showed like the ignorance around this whole disease that um, hopefully those who are going into the bubble uh, who are working have been well briefed on the idea of, hey, if, if you're sick, like you can get other people sick, even if you're not showing symptoms. If that makes sense. It's just going into any comment section is always a bad idea. On online, but it was it was kind of eye opening to the uh, the lack of awareness of getting other people ill, and it was not a positive thing for moving our country forward. I was like, oh god, we're gonna be in this forever. Yeah, it's definitely like a a bigger than soccer MLS type conversation that this country is dealing with and failing at. But yeah, it's scary, and like I don't know, we think about like you know, hopefully, like, Fafa is okay, and obviously, we hope all the players okay, but, like, you know, we, we, you know, thinking about all these, like, individuals that could get affected, and then, you know, you don't know where they'll, you know, what's gonna happen, like, 
long term with hopefully all these players that like like the Columbus player like everyone that gets these symptoms like hopefully like it, it stays asymptomatic and no one gets like serious cases of this and you know this because this is that could seriously affect a lot of people's lives like this disease is pretty serious it could you know do some damage yeah so it's it's scary it's you know makes a lot of us nervous like we're really excited about talking about soccer and hopefully enjoying some soccer but hopefully it you know it stays controlled and isn't um too much of a factor because it obviously is still going to be a factor no matter what but yeah yeah hopefully this like the dallas uh, outbreak has been contained and hopefully that's like all that happened and they can participate because you know there's if it, if it happens anymore with that team like you know they might have to drop out and that there was a wrench in a lot of things you know that's it. yeah throw the wrench in the fact that um regular season points are up for play and so if dallas can't participate um how how does that go forward into the regular season and then yeah. the group would only have three teams um then you take nashville throw them back in the west for the rest of the year as let just let, let nashville be that uh pendulum team that goes back and forth and you just kind of like throw them around like a rag doll like eh, now we need you in the west go over there right. and they just beat up wherever they go yeah yeah and it's crazy yeah so i don't even know what to what's gonna happen there's already like an mls fire festival type account that's like going through all this and it's like half joking half could be serious so it's you know getting very mls weird but it's also very uh serious so it's it, it's kind of weird to, to watch all this unfold but, yeah uh, so so yeah yesterday or two days ago omar gonzalez tweeted out a picture of a boxed lunch and it was like a sandwich of bad banana and like some a cup of fruit or something but and like everyone kind of jumped on like oh my gosh this is fire fast blah 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 but truth be told he's not even in orlando right now um they're not scheduled to go down until tomorrow. That was one thing. And so that box lunch meal that he tweeted out um, also is something the players have an option of getting, but it's only during um, they have a 12-hour quarantine when they first arrive in Orlando. So like all the union players right now, from what I understand, should be in quarantine for the next 12 hours since they landed this afternoon. And then, then they get to kind of come out and... Um, teams have chefs and there's restaurants on on the campus that there's like four restaurants i believe they can go to so that picture definitely uh if i was don garber and mls folk i'd be pissed at omar gonzalez for putting that out there as like but that's a bad look for the league to put out a crappy box lunch saying here we go when this player who did it wasn't even there and so it's like who sent you this and why do you feel like you need to put it out when it's painting a bad picture for the league and it's not exactly presenting the whole truth right like like saturday when he gets a well-cooked meal with the rest of his team he should put that out on social media too and say ha ah, here's here's a meal i'm really eating now that i'm down here with my team right yeah it is weird it was a strange um detail of that 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 that, that box meal was 65 dollars I don't understand that, but it, yeah, it, it was definitely a uh, maybe overblown uh, reaction to that um, that picture. Yeah. But, um, but... let's let's get positive. I'm I'm already <laughs> really disappointed. Uh, that, so, <laughs> um, so you you mentioned that 
games are going to have a cool production value. Yeah, so um, like probably everyone was I was listening to Extra Time Radio's a recent podcast that had Taylor Twelman, um, and he's talking. Twelman was really hyping up this the game production of that ESPN is going to produce for this this tournament. And he's talking about there's going to be a lot of more camera angles, like a super high production. They're going to take it this super seriously as if it was like MLS Cup. So it sounds like it sounded pretty interesting. I know um, like a lot of us were kind of curious how this was going to feel watching, you know, watching these games. I know, we're, you know, we've all been watching Premier League and Bundesliga. And we're, so, so we're kind of getting an idea of like how it's going to feel. So it's not going to be like a super surprise, but just understanding like how MLS is going to handle this. So there's probably going to be a lot of different things that you know, hopefully we can, like, take advantage of this unique situation and, and it could be a kind of, like, you know, way to, to introduce some different, like, new ways to watch that that you might not get in, in regular, you know, regular times. But it, it made me feel, like, optimistic about watching this and actually getting exciting and, like, getting, in, like, invested in these games because uh, watching them on, like, a random kind of, like, almost practice field in Orlando doesn't sound super exciting right yeah so that's a good point especially when yeah i guess yeah because i've been super excited with this thinking it's, it kind of has that world cup kind of feel games at kind of funny times but you're right i didn't even think about there's not gonna be wild crowds and stuff like that which always makes the world cup special yeah um but i i am looking forward to you know staying up late waking up watching those 9 a.m.s uh it's gonna it's gonna be pretty awesome and i've already kind of warned my wife like you've been sitting around no she works her butt off but um watching this all-american show she's apparently there's like so many episodes in this all-american show like you got to watch all these shows now you know for the next month i'm gonna be watching a lot of soccer and you just have to let me do it and she rolled her eyes and anytime she rolls her eyes i know i'm making a good life choice so <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm excited for the yeah just to see kind of what they are able to do, um, how they can kind of make it feel big in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, be, yeah, like the novelty of it, it could be an interesting way, to, like interesting way to watch this. I, I think there's going to be a lot of like cool things. I'm sure there's going to be like some watch parties and kind of ways to get fan fan engagement. Um, I don't know, like. If there were like a, a Zoom watch party with like uh, all Union Sons of Ben, do you think you would do something like that, or you just get too nervous and, and kind of lock yourself in? Um, for me personally, uh, I I probably wouldn't just because I I wouldn't pay I I wouldn't pay any attention to the Zoom. Um, just to be fair, I would I just I don't even know. I, I would just be so focused on the TV and I, I don't think I'd really bring anything to the Zoom call. Uh, but I, I see people who are more outgoing and talkative uh, who would really enjoy it. And I know it's funny to say that as I'm talking into a microphone right now. Right. But during during a union game, I'm not, I'm not exactly the most talkative. And um, right. Yeah, yeah, I would no. just be... I, yeah, no. you and me get very anxious during union games and it's very tight and stressful we're not very loose when it comes to union games and For it's sure. kind of like painful to watch but we enjoy the pain yeah yeah that's why i like only watching games with you because we are on the same page it's we get very stressed we have to watch it very intensely and 
kind of have to keep everything else like in check so it's we can just focus on the, a game um or like as much as we can you know if we're at home and stuff but it's mm-hmm. definitely yeah I, I don't know if i could I, I don't know if i'd be able to enjoy a union watch party with like a bunch of people on zoom as much as fun as it could be for for a lot of people yeah i don't think i would be able to uh be de-stressed enough to to watch that especially because there's been it's been so long since there's been uni games i want to just be like just focused on that and you know not kind of worry about any other any other factors but i i think there, there could be a lot of cool opportunities for the union who are always good at getting fan engagement and you know even like you know like jared and and the union happy hour like i'm sure they're gonna like plan some stuff and and do some cool things to get everyone involved and that's really cool because like that's you know the one of the biggest um factors that that's we're missing at with with you know the current situation is getting the fans fans involved in these games so that's you know doing doing the best of this they can with those things but yeah i'm probably not going to be able to participate yeah and you bring up the union happy hour zoom um like we've both been on that but uh we're not we're not like like i think justin was like, yo, you guys should come on. And it's like, now we, we've been on, you just don't notice us. <laughs> yeah. don't say I didn't say, I, I'm always on mute and I'm just enjoying the the rest of you talking and, and have yeah. fun, but yeah. I'm, I don't have much to contribute. Yeah, it's not that we don't like people. It's just, we're not good at being around people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the union. So the union will be hitting the field. Um, and, and now we've got some questions about gameplay. Uh, Let's see. Let's let's. I'm just going to start at the top. Who do you think will be the breakout player for the union? Yeah, let's get, like shake off some rust and talk about actual actual players in soccer. So it's like I always said, like run through the roster again to remember who's on the team and new players. Because like I I kind of forgot about Matei Orovitz. Mm. Um, like mm-hmm. it's like random like you know signings that we haven't even seen on the field yet. But um, I so I, I think my breakout player for this for this tournament i think it's gonna be um aronson i don't i know that's not like the most uh unique answer but i think just the way he came into this season i think he's he was like kind of ready to prove a point that he's like ready to take the next step as the as the, a true number 10 and, and playmaker in this league and i think he's still ready to do that even even after the break you know you know it's lame that's exactly what i was gonna say Come on, i was gonna mention how on our podcast, he had mentioned he his favorite goal that he has scored was the one against LAFC because he's been working so hard on that in the box, quick decision making, quick get the shot off. Um, and so I could see him getting a couple goals. The other one I was going to say is Jose don't give enough Martinez. Mm-hmm. I think he could. We've we've seen him play one game, but yeah, but it was such was a fun, fun uh, performance. Yeah, I could see. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully he, he does what he does. Um, our first game's at nine a.m., which means players will probably be up around like five thirty-six. Your question is: player most likely to fall flat in that early morning game? Yeah, you go, yeah, you go first. Who do you think that's going to be? I'll take. I'll take a striker. I'll take like a Sergio or something. I think. Okay. I don't know. I think defenders they can kind of be okay in the morning, kind of sit back, let the let the game come to them. Um, I think a striker might be harder to get up up and going early. It's yeah, also I... tough because this is their first game action in so long that it'll be tough to not be 
full motors running, but that's just what I'll say. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, definitely like a defender, like they have to wake up eventually. Like the, you know, if especially playing NYCFC, that they're gonna get, you know, the ball and the, and the attack coming right at them. So they're gonna have to be they'll be, be awake right away, and it's just gonna be even if they're not feeling it, it's gonna happen to them no matter what. But I could definitely see like a midfielder or striker fall maybe a little flat just because of the situation. I was gonna say maybe like Montero. Mm, mm-hmm. I feel like he he had has had the tendency to like have quiet games and I feel like this kind of situation could be one where he like this is just maybe a little more quiet. You don't see him as much on the field, um just because of all this this whole situation. Like the, the an early morning game might be super rare and you know obviously no one has dealt with that before but i could see him being a guy that has a quieter game to start the the tournament yeah i could see that um you mentioned matty orvitz uh i mentioned jose martinez who do you play at the six i yeah i i I really also really want to see martinez um Mm -hmm. i'm excited by obviously by the lafc performance but i I think current has said he's you know he's been training well and showing well and I, i I, I, I want to see because I mean just the way he played in, in in that one game like that's the way that's the kind of number six we've been dying to get um, on the field for the union so I, I really want to see him become that player and I mean I'm excited to see what Orvis can do too but I, I, he would be a different type of player that maybe we don't need as much uh, with the, the rest of the, the diamond in that midfield but I mean, I could also like Carval could be easily a, a a safe pick, um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him. But I, I want to see Martinez in the in the number, starting number six. Yeah, I feel like if people saw Carval, they'd be disappointed. I mean, we were all just I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I want to see Carval in like the 80th minute to like close out a game when we're winning. Yeah, that's what yeah. I we don't see, see him starting when we've got brought in multiple guys for that position. Yeah. So, there's been a couple of comments I think from the the latest current uh, press conference that um, it's you know we got these three really great center backs. Um, I think that and there could be a potential where they could all see the field and be have the three back center back. Or there's even a mention that McKenzie could jump up and play the number six. Do you see that edge at, at all happening in this tournament? Because maybe you could throw some teams off off guard with you know a tournament play and you can you know try different things in this in this whole this tournament do you think we see anything like that in in this or do we kind of stick with the traditional formation we've been going with i would say a big no um i would say no three in the back because there's really no indication that they've done that before um other than late in games when we're chasing points Mm -hmm. um games that were guaranteed to play all count towards the regular season so i feel like you want to do what you do well and so far we know that we do 4-4-2 well um yeah. or 4-2-3-1 and and maybe maybe in the knockout games where those games don't matter which is weird to say that the knockout games don't matter but in reality they don't right um yeah. i mean i mean obviously we want to win the tournament but if like we need three points in the group stage so that's that's what we need mm-hmm. um so I can see you like kind of experimenting, having fun, especially if you're like down a goal or two. Then let's go three in the back and chase. Right. Uh, Mackenzie at the six. I no. I mean, like, <laughs> like I said, you got Craval, you've got uh, Orovitz, you got Joseph Martinez, jo- uh, Jose Martinez. Sorry, 
and then you're gonna not play any of those guys but rather play mckenzie at the six i just don't i don't see the point in that yeah um I, yeah i agree especially if like jack elliott also has actual experience at the number six do you think he would be yeah. a guy that would jump up there but it, it was just interesting to hear that that comment that he you know could do that mm-hmm. i I, I don't know. I, I, I agree that it, it probably won't happen to see three in the back, but I, I thought like I could almost see it happening in this first game against NYCFC because the other teams are expansion teams. So this is a team that we're, that is most most familiar with playing us, even though they have a new coach. So I thought it'd be, it could be interesting to see them like really throw NYC off guard with a new formation with three in the back and really kind of catch them off guard. And maybe that could, you know, work to our advantage but I, I, it probably wouldn't happen yeah i was gonna say like okay catch them off guard but for how long in the game does that like or how long in the game are they off guard like after what five four minutes they're like okay they got three in the back and they got a couple wingers like we can adjust and then then you're playing the rest of the game with a formation that you're not as comfortable with um and maybe a little less coverage on the outsides uh no that being said where does nycfc attack well they've got pretty strong up the middle play right. so yeah maybe like that they, goes maybe that goes against my argument yeah yeah i don't know like it, it could be a, a way to contain aper they're like you know really talented striker so and then like have these three really solid center backs be able to cover and then like they got like keen parks medina maxi morales like a bunch of like attackers flying at them that they, they could turn it into a really defensive formation when they need to and have like five in the back and, you know, really lock it in. But I don't know. It's a stretch to really be discussing this and thinking there's a real chance of that happening. Yeah, we don't need to take a stretch tonight. We got stuff to talk about. (laughs) Um, You got five subs in this tournament. Do we use them all? I don't know. Like, I feel like Curtin has been really stressing fitness and... So I, I think our team, like the Union, are going to be a, a pretty well-conditioned team. So I don't know. like It it, it, it makes it sound like they, they shouldn't need them, but he also might say that and and, and, and use the five subs to like keep everyone fit going, you know, going throughout the tournament. And hopefully, like, you know, they'll stay in the tournament a long time, so they're going to need fresh legs every game. So using the five subs to, 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 you know, to that advantage. I could see Curran using, being very... Um, I don't know, strategic with, with the five subs and, and use, taking advantage of all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say you can see him being strategic, but I imagine all coaches would want to be strategic with it. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it came out that Corey Burke will not be traveling with us due to, you know, COVID crap and re- travel restrictions, all that stuff. And it's, it's a shame because he was doing well and in austria with uh whoever he was playing with scoring some goals getting assists how much does that impact the union do you think they were planning on him being here uh, i don't I mean, know I assume... it seemed like they were planning on him being there right yeah but i feel like they must have i mean <laughs> not to just pick on him but i feel like anytime we're talking about cory burke you have to plan on you know two plans with him there or not there at this point like it might work it might not work out with how things are just going for him yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like he's, he's, like such a, he's on such a great form right now with with his team yeah. in Austria. Yeah, what's a bigger loss? Burke not playing for us, or Carlos Vela not playing for LAFC? <laughs> it's a close one. It's really close. 
But you know, they got BWP and he's fifty, so I think they're set. That's true. That's true. That's true. All right, let's give out some awards, preseason awards. Who will be the team MVP at the end of this uh, month? Um, I think it's uh, you, you go first. You go first. Oh, let me go first. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go, Casper. I I'll shouldn't say, have let you go first. I'll say he he bags himself seven goals in this tournament and uh, earns, earns tournament MVP. Bedoya holds the trophy up first and then passes it over to Casper on yeah. the uh, trophy stand. Yeah, I should not have let you go first because that was going to be my exact answer. Boom. But um, I'll stick with Aronson. You know, I, he was basically a breakout player, so I don't. I think he's. You know, I still believe in him. I think he's going to have a great tournament too. So I think he's he'd be a, a solid pick for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I see him getting uh, two goals, four assists on the tournament. Okay, that's I'll hold you to that. All right, least valuable player. Who's going to really stink it up and possibly lose their starting spot by the end of the tournament? Oh, boy, that's a. I mean, that's a big one. Um, I think. I mean, there's two two answers that I feel like you're thinking about too, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Blake. Mm. I think because, you know, we're still un, unsure about him after the way his season ended last year, but. I think this this tournament go. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Goalies are so hard to read, but I, I I think like this layoff could be tough to like come in cold as a goalkeeper. That's a good pick. I don't. Know. I think and I think uh, it's like hard to train as a goalkeeper like in the like in the off season when like you can't actually be around people. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a that's a good pick. Mine mine might upset some people. Uh and it's not who you think it's gonna be. Okay. Kai Wagner. Huh. I could see him. Yeah. So we all have high hopes. We saw what he did last year. Oh, we haven't seen him this year. Did an injury. Um, he also just had a kid a little while ago. So um, I almost, I almost don't know. Like I, I having a kid is tough. Uh, it's not easy, and then your whole life changes. Um, we haven't seen him on the field since he's had a kid. I could see his mind might maybe being elsewhere he's this is going to be the first time he's away from his kid and not just away but away for an extended period of time so um there's matt real right behind him who we saw have two uh solid games to start off the year so um that's one who I, i'm not saying I, I expect him to but that's someone who i would be watching as let's let's make sure he's the same kai that we saw last year yeah that's true yeah definitely i think the matt real the fact that he kind of proved himself to be a decent enough option that could be a, a definitely a work against Wagner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good pick. Not, not bad. I, I thought we were going to go on the other side of that defense, but we'll just leave Yeah, that yeah. That's, that's, a, that's what the expected thing is, is that Mbizo is going to be <laughs> starting yeah. by the end of the tournament, but yeah. not. I don't know. Let's... He was even... Okay, do you think there's going to be any, you know, young players or homegrowns that we, we might see more of in this tournament that Curran might, might give them a chance to, like, you know, in the knock around, like you're saying, if we want to experiment, do you think there's going to be a homegrown that might stand out and get a chance there? Well, he said Jack DeVries was uh, on track to make his MLS debut during this tournament. Um, so there's one uh, in the armchair analyst, MLS's back tournament tier breakdown by... Matthew Doyle on MLSsoccer.com. He put it as he gave a potential breakout player as Mbizo. So 
that's always something we've been talking about for about two years now. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it, I, I, you could also say Galena. If if Burke's not going to be there, like he could be the the other attacking option off the bench with Vuton. Like if we really need to change up the strikers, I think Galena. Like he he seems to have a lot of potential, and we've seen that in, in USL. But it could be cool to see him get it get an MLS shot. Well, I was almost going to say Vuton would be a breakout player because yeah. no one in MLS has seen him really. So um, who knows? He comes in for santos at about you know 10 15 a.m next week and lights it up he scores two goals and it's like okay well putin has to start and i we just don't i mean just to know um speaking of that tiered breakdown by on mlssoccer.com uh union are in the second tier of called the contenders along with teams like nycfc minnesota united columbus us and portland and colorado how do you feel and new england new england um that's a bit that's a big tier but we're in the second tier of mls expectations just below the big dogs like lafc seattle toronto sporting mm-hmm. so where do you what do you think about that I, uh, I Dallas think is in our- yeah i think that's probably fair i don't i don't think we'd be in the top group um but i think we're definitely good enough to be a contender yeah so i think that's pretty accurate i don't know i i think we the union have like a good good chance in this tournament like there's a lot going for them with just like the consistency of the team like coming into this whole season like there is a lot there they're building off of and a lot of pieces that like caught a core pieces that came back and they like know their identity they're like consistently getting better there's a lot of young young players that are improving and a lot of talent that like has stayed on this on the team but also a lot of talent that still like has yet to be proven like santos could still has, reach another level Vuton, like you said could reach another level martinez like we don't know what orvez could be like even glessness is like he showed glimpses that he's a pretty solid center back but he could even prove that even more and you know so like there, there's just a lot of there's a lot of things going for us and even like a lot of the home runs. like i'm excited to hopefully see fontana get get a lot of a lot of run in this tournament so the, and, and just the way the union play there's like you know the way they can press and counterattack. that's a lot of a lot of a successful tournament teams can do that so i think that there's just i don't know there's a lot going for us so i think i like we're definitely a solid contender so i that's how I'm, i see it and i i don't know i think, I think that's that seems like a pretty accurate uh description for us oh yeah totally totally i think i think we are gonna do very well um and I expect I expect nine points. I think I think we're gonna get nine points from the group. And after that, it's kind of like who cares in the knockouts. But I do expect us also to win. So mm-hmm. points, then who cares? But we're gonna win. I mean, if you look at like nine points, would put us potentially. Oh, we put put us in the top of the Eastern Conference just for all those three games. Like it'd be, it'd be we'd be up there, and and we're obviously like pretty far down there with one point after two games. But I I think that's. Like if that's all we get out of the tournament, that would be that'd be huge. I mean, nine points is is gonna be is is a tough task, but it's it that that could be you know a huge way to get once the season resumes to like be a you know contender for the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, last thing before we go to a break, uh, I believe it was Fanduel has Union pretty low odds. So we were talking about making a bet on this. Uh, 
Um, what, what did you want to say about that? That's, that's pretty cool. Anyone yeah. have any experience betting? Yeah, we Colin have no right experience now. betting, so <laughs> we're still like learning what the actual betting uh, numbers and mechanism means. But I'm ex- I, I think it's, this is the, this would be a good time to you know th- throw some money on the union again, take a chance that way because. First of all, I mean, this tournament's a crapshoot. It's probably not a great thing to be betting on, but I think the Union are, are a fun team to get to, you know, bet on for this. Yeah, part of me is, like, nervous to put money into a betting website when the tournament, not to be negative, but could possibly, like, format change or, you know, maybe be delayed. I don't, you know, just not completely 100% certain what's happening. Um, but also in that fact, like, you know, just throw down some money the odds on i think fandle were the lowest so that's where you're gonna get your biggest payoff yeah and uh yeah look forward to kind of making a lot of money off of that i think i think we said if we i'll put in 100 bucks we get like 2600 dollars back so that's that's enough to retire i think yeah it's pretty good yeah i mean yeah. it's such like a weird situation in tournament that like you know why why wouldn't the union win this and win the one time the you know a weird situation like this happens so you know yeah we'll win the tournament and then people will be like well you know, you know it doesn't really count that much so you don't really have a trophy but yeah. we kind but, of do and yeah and i'll just i'll just start selling a star onto all of my jerseys and, and count it so you know yeah, yeah man yeah i'll use that money to buy a sewing machine <laughs> so, so stars in the parking lot while tailgating all right <laughs> Let's take a break. After this, we're going to come back. Uh, we'll talk about our tournament predictions. Um, we'll make uh, predictions for each group, and we'll break down our match next week against NYCFC. So come back after this. Hey, guys. TP Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. AJ and Luke ready to break down and preview the MLS is back tournament. So we'll give you a little bit of a holistic preview to the tournament. Then we'll break down the NYCFC versus Philadelphia Union game and give you our predictions for that. So before we get to picking specific teams from groups, Luke, tell me a couple teams that you think we should look out for throughout the tournament. Um, or maybe even just tune in and watch. So I, one thing, one a group that we you just mentioned um, before we came back into, uh, into recording is Group D looks really interesting. I think a little bit overlooked too. Like all these teams that seem like kind of like rivals and like they're all good, like they're all pretty good teams. Like I think, like Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, Colorado, Minnesota are all like teams that like you'd expect to probably make it into the Western Conference uh, playoffs. So I, I think that could be a really interesting group. I, I I think Colorado could be a team that's kind of on the rise. Same with um, like obviously Minnesota, but like I think Sporting is like they kind of had a weird year last year, but I think they should be like pretty solid this year. So I think. That should be a pretty competitive group. I think that's where like one of the wild card spots could probably come out of that group. And funny um, thing about that group, um, name the superstar in that group. Um, I would say probably Alan Polito, the new striker for Kansas City. Okay, so that's that's that was even a reach for me to even come up with that name. I was going to say that that's interesting that that group is interesting and those teams are all good. It just kind of shows. Uh, I guess MLS, uh, another style of MLS where it's not, you know, let, let me buy these players from South America. Let me bring in these big names from Europe. It's, it's kind of a cool group in that aspect and that they're all kind of teams that have been built a different way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, 
I mean, Polito, I feel like is was a pretty one of the bigger signings in the offseason, but he's definitely not like a Zlatan type name. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, just looking at like every other group, um, just kind of has some teams that have had big players on them right now. Right. But like group, I was kind of looking like, well, I can't really think of a superstar from any of those teams whose whose name I'd recognize right away from MLS play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and definitely like all, all the groups should be pretty. There's always like there's at least one good like competitive like almost rivalry in each group. So it, it the whole the whole tournament should be pretty interesting. It shouldn't be like a, a snoozer of a group. Um, but you know you might we we could say that, but then we'll see like Group F like LA the, with the LA teams like that could be end up being like no goals and like just a snoozer just because MLS is weird, but. I don't know. It is. But there's a lot of potential to be a lot of interesting matchups in in a lot of this um, this tournament. Any any teams that stick out to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just like looking at, it and I, 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 it's all everything looks awesome, and then that's maybe it's just a, uh, you know, just God, I've missed MLS play. I've just missed soccer. Just ah. Uh, you know, I'm sitting, sitting here every day kind of watching some random games on, on TV, Syria, EPL. And it's like, EPL games don't matter today. Like, Liverpool and Man City played today. And I, like, watched just because I wanted to watch uh, some high-level soccer. But then City started running away with it. And I was like, well, it doesn't. this game doesn't even matter. It doesn't mean anything for these teams. And, and it's like, but as I look at this, it's like every game that we're going to watch over the next couple weeks is important and matters. Yeah. Whether it's you know Columbus yeah. versus Cincinnati, which would be actually a pretty nice rivalry game, um, or Vancouver versus San Jose, like I'm going to turn that on and be like, okay, these two teams are playing for not only a spot in the knockout stages, but also three points in the regular season standing. So it's it's they every game has two meanings, and it's, it's pretty cool in that aspect. Um, and we just haven't had anything, um, not right. even like a preseason where we could watch a little bit of. Let me see what this team looks like. Let me see how this team is playing. Um, is this guy healthy? We, we have got nothing. And then it's all just going to be like, boom, three games a day for a few weeks. All I'll let you over. And so it's just, there isn't a game that's just, uh, or a team that's really jumping out because it's all just, this is finally my league. Um, I'm not just turning on the TV just to put soccer on just because I miss it. Mm-hmm. Although the other day I watched a Serie A game zero zero at halftime um i just flipped it on i was like all right well let me just zero zero at halftime like that kind of sucks but i was doing work so uh left it on and game in three three and every goal was sick um it, it was like one of the better halves of soccer i've ever watched it was so fun i was like holy crap this is incredible uh but it wasn't my league so i didn't care at all yeah um but yeah but like just another point like even watching like western conference teams play in this like it's still even relevant to the union the way this tournament set up there's there's so much like um like different very like variations of like how this tournament could work out that we could end up playing western conference teams in, in the first round of knockout so like it's and something that's we like just kind of realized when we're looking at this a little more in depth tonight like that makes us like every single game could mean um could basically could mean something even working way back to like affecting the union's outcome in this tournament so it's it's pretty interesting and it's all super exciting because one it's just mls like you're saying it's just a league that we're invested in but there's a lot of like 
factors in this tournament that especially with us being in that group a that like there's a lot of things that we could uh that could affect the union in this tournament oh yeah i mean it's like yeah every if we finish top of our group then we're playing the third place of like bc or or if we're coming second then we're playing the second place of group c if we're coming uh what was it third place we're playing probably seattle the winner of group b it's just like everything affects everything right and it's it is going to be very cool to see all all the chips fall yeah um let's get the players no what do you say no no i just gonna agree with you but yeah getting into players it's almost like with this big break we need i needed to like we need to reset and like think about this like remember all these new signings and 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 um like players coming to this league that that we were excited about watching in the beginning of this of the season but now it's kind of a reset of that but there's a couple that i was like wanted to see because i heard big things about and saw a couple interesting like highlights from from the first couple games so a couple guys that i was looking at excited to see um one from that that group d again the from colorado the their bigger signing Eunice not nomly and he had like a, some, a pretty good start to the season and he had, had at least has at least a goal but he he's looks like a pretty good attacking player for them and they you know haven't been the most exciting team recently so i think he could be a big spark for them and it seemed pretty exciting to watch and then another one was uh for columbus like they kind of re- like seemed like they like kind of had a pretty good offseason so there's and they had that big signing of lucas Celerion. yeah that he, number he 10 looked and he looks scary mm-hmm and so that was another guy I wanted to watch out and, and kind of get a feel for how how good he could be because uh, you know obviously the Eastern Conference team that that could affect the unit a lot. And then another one on that same note was um, oh crap, not forget him, the guy from Cincinnati that they just kind of re-signed um, on a loan, uh, Locadia. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so I I think he's another guy that he's he at least has one goal in the season already and. It should be a, a huge part of their 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 attack, and um, so it should be interesting. Like, you know, get a feel for these guys that we've heard about getting to the season, and then we can finally get to watch them again. Yeah. Um, nice call. Nice call. Something that I was thinking about might be an interesting, not necessarily a player, uh, but a coach, a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at one group in particular that this coach is in is uh, Terry Honor. Right. see how he does in this tournament this funky setup um and the other coaches in their group are uh vanny with toronto vanny's still with toronto right yep yep and then bruce arena in new england and then of course benny olsen at dc it's kind of an interesting group as far as coaching and um as i said bruce arena he was talking pretty highly about new england um he thinks they're actually going to be a pretty good team this year and he was very honest with the way he was saying he's on the BSI podcast, mm-hmm. which is my favorite podcast right now. If you are looking for a soccer one, BSI the podcast, Benny Sal and Ike uh, Apara. So good. So good. Um, uh, yeah. Another player, I've heard of him. Um, it's I think it's pronounced Breek Shea. No, <laughs> Breck Shea. Breck Shea. Inner Miami. We're going to get to see him. I'm excited to see breck shea again because he needs more mls time he's been on uh only like 19 of the mls teams right now i think it's good for him to finally get around to team 20. Mm-hmm. um 
Uh, here's one that we're gonna actually see for real though. Derek Jones. That'll be cool to see him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ten uh, Trivet maybe. Maybe a Trivet sighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom Dwyer. Listening to him on the BSI podcast also really funny dude to listen to. Um, because they also got Cindy Larue on that that one. Mm, but nice. I was like, oh yeah, Dom Dwyer. He's a he, he was a cool dude. So I was like, I want to see him playing well again. Um, and then. U.S. national team looks a guy like Jackson Yule, seeing if he's how he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pomical. Oh, here's the name. What? Pomical. Pomical would be a good one to watch. Mm-hmm. Another interesting name mm-hmm. that would be this would be a good opportunity to see Wanyama from Tottenham. Oh yeah. But on my because I, I haven't gotten a chance to see him in MLS. I don't even know if he played the first two weeks for all I know, but. I think that'd be a cool one. So watching Tottenham suck it up today. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, any others jumping out? Just kind of looking through a list here. No, um, but I, I do want to make a point. You're talking about uh, Andre and Bruce Arena in that group. I think I really hope that like ESPN, like we were saying with all the you know production camera angles they're gonna have. I really hope they have some sort of coach's camera so we can see how Andre acts on the on the sideline. And even I think Arena. Bruce Arena could be an interesting one to see on the sideline, even especially when those two guys go against each other. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a good one. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Efron Alvarez, that guy from LA uh, Galaxy, mm-hmm. got a chance to watch him, but I was hear good things. And is he declared if he's going to be U.S. or Mexico? I, I might be still up in the air. I feel like it was he's leaning definitely towards Mexico when that was. Uh, a discussion but I don't okay. know if that was like a full commitment mm-hmm. and then LAFC has uh, Andy Nahar see I remember he was really good for DC and then mm-hmm. went overseas um, but he's back so that's a name I remember watching Yeah, uh, I'll be honest I just went through the MLS Aces <laughs> latest blog post and pulled out some of their names because he, he already did a lot of the work for me so yeah well, good job good job yeah uh, but I'm glad people listen to our podcast, as I mentioned, all the other podcasts. <laughs> all right. So let's get into a little competition. Um, and if anyone wants to help out with us, this would be cool. Me and Luke are going to uh, predict who's going to come out of each group. Group A will have three teams. The rest will all have two teams. And we'll have a tiebreaker. We're going to pick three of uh, the wildcard teams. Um, whoever wins gets a prize or whoever loses has to do something stupid or whatever so if you have any suggestions for that um maybe, maybe it'll be an ebay buy maybe maybe there'll be an ebay buy or something or, or in away days i've been oh uh, yeah, yeah that'd be fun okay, yeah, let's, yeah, let's put some stakes on this because it yeah this could be interesting okay so um i'll do an away days you want to do an away days yeah let's do an away days that'd be good so, so if you win, I'll send you an away days jersey. And yeah. so if you don't know what away days is, uh, we'll give them a little plug because I do want to get him onto the podcast. Um, haven't heard back from him. Um, but away days football, they'll uh, go check out their website, but they've got a mystery kit where it's like 25 bucks and they send you a kit from a club that is not, you're not getting a Man United, not getting a Barcelona, but you're getting like kind of a smaller club. Um, that you may have heard of, you, you've probably heard of, but you wouldn't necessarily see them at like soccer.com or something. Um, he's also he's also updating with a lot of 
uh, bigger jerseys now that you can pay for. You can actually pick and pay for, but we typically do the mystery kits. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's just fun to package and find out what you get. So um, we'll put that up. But if anyone has any other ideas they'd like to share, that would be cool too. Nice. So Luke, we're each going to pick group A, three teams that are going to come out. Uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll take turns. So I'll let you go first. Uh, you pick your three and uh, then I'll pick my three. It might okay. be the same, who knows. All right, okay. so my three from group A, and we're not doing like seeds, it's just like three, right? Right, just picking three. All right, cool. So yeah, my three are gonna be Philly, Chicago, Miami. Uh, you jerk face, I'd already typed in and I see a seat for you. <laughs> all, right. all right, wow, all right. So Union, Chicago, Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, cool. So just heads up, I'll take a medium away days jersey because uh -huh. I can tell I'm already going. Yes. I'm going to go Union NYCFC, but I, I'll say NYCFC would be the third seed because the Union will take three points on them. Um, my my uh, my third will be, um, you know, I'm going to go Orlando. Okay. So I, I'll yeah, let's let's make this interesting. Group B, you've got. So hopefully everyone knew who we we're who's in Group A, but Group B will say uh, Seattle, Dallas, Vancouver. Or San Jose, give me two. Oh no, I get to pick two first. Yeah, so two teams from. All right, I'm gonna go. I'll just go with the first two: Seattle and Dallas. Okay. Do you have the written down? I'm I'm all good. Yeah, man. Great, Check great. You. Because you're gonna you just wrote down a team that has like half their team is gonna be out. Oh frick! Oh frick! <laughs> Um, see, That's I'm why gonna... I, was, I was like, oh, I've heard so much about Dallas recently. I must have just read them in like, the top tiers. Oh, yeah, so I'll take a meeting. No, 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 I'm going back. I'm San Jose. <laughs> you jerk. Oh, oh I'm so man. stupid. I All can't right. believe it. Yeah, you... All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go Seattle and I'm going to go Vancouver. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, my bad on that one. I, I can't believe. <laughs> All right. Group C. Group C. Two teams from Group C. You've got. Toronto, New England, Montreal, or DC United. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Toronto, New England. Hmm, that's what I was gonna pick, but I'll go different. I'll go two Canadians. I'll go Toronto, Montreal. Yeah, that that group is pretty wide open. I feel like a lot. Like Toronto should be win that group, but the rest of the teams would feel pretty even. Yeah, Toronto looked good to start the year. Mm -hmm. All right, so Group D, we're in Group D. We've got Real Salt Lake, Sporting, Colorado, Minnesota. This one we've already talked about a little bit, but Luke, give me two teams that are coming out of this one. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sporting in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, this is my turn first, but I'll let you take this. Right. Well, yeah, I wasn't gonna change anyway. I'm gonna go Sporting and uh, Minnesota. All right. And Group E, we're in a Group E, another Eastern Conference group. You've got Atlanta, Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, Columbus. That group's like the lamest group, I think. Yeah, that, I don't know. That could be interesting. I, I mean, like Atlanta, Atlanta Red Bulls are always fun games. Um, I, I just don't like Red Bull. I don't like Columbus. I don't like Atlanta. Cincinnati does nothing for me. Yeah. Well, like you think like Atlanta yeah, Red Bull like is like a decent rivalry and then Cincinnati Columbus is like the hell is real rivalry. So like there's right. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting for them. But for me, I was get out of here. 
Yeah, I agree. All right. Give me your two teams from that group. All right, I'm going to go Red Bull and Columbus. I'm going to go Atlanta, Columbus. Cool, cool. Yeah. Is Joseph Martinez a Seaback? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Good, I don't want him back. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, Group F, you've got both LA's, the FC and the Gals, and then you got the Houston Dines and the Portland Thames. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go first. Yeah, you're going to go first. I'm going to go Portland and, oh, man, LAFC is going to be without Vela. Right. I heard Chicharito will play, but I don't think Galaxy is that good. I think LAFC is too good. I'm going to go Portland and LAFC. Hmm, okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go LA and LA. Cool, man. That's an exciting pick. No one will have guessed that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now so we've all picked our teams now. You get three tiebreakers, three wild cards. That would be their third place team from another group or fourth place from group a who do you uh you want to alternate or how you want to do this everyone's really excited to hear yeah you go first i feel like i still want to hear so all right so i'm gonna go galaxy mm-hmm. i'm gonna go um uh can't do a fourth group from our group our group kind of sucks um can't go to dallas can't make that mistake again <laughs> Um, I'll go New England, and I'll go. Can't go Red Bull because I'm not one of those kinds of guys. I'll go with Colorado. All right. All right. All right. So I got my bracket filled in. Cool. Let's hear yours. I'm gonna go with NYC, and I'm gonna go with. Portland, and then I'll go with Montreal. All right. All right. So just so that's a tiebreaker. So the away days jersey will be based on groups A through F. Only if we're tied, we go into the tiebreaker. So saying that on air, so you hear me. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Nice. Cool, man. Um. That was cool. All right, so let's let's get to the nitty gritty, the specifics. I know we've been going a long time, so we won't go too long on this. But um, next week we'll be playing NYC FC, on, and the joke's been, oh, now we're on a soccer field. Um, that's true. So that's exciting. Fair point. Yeah. Um, checked out some of the highlights from their opening game, and just to kind of get an idea of who they are, what they're doing. It's kind of what we know, what we're familiar with. Um, Two big players that uh, really stuck out to me while watching the highlights. We had already mentioned one, Haber up top, their striker. I feel like anytime we run into like big time strikers, we always, I, I mean, any team's going to struggle, but um, just the fact that they have uh, an alpha striker is always tough. And then in the middle of the park, Keaton Parks, I think our midfielders are really going to have to contain him. He seemed to be pulling a lot of the strings and playing a lot of through balls too. Their attack, their their attack is going to be very good. Um, that's where Jose Martinez is going to have to have a very big game if he's the if he's the six. Um, 
I know you had mentioned maybe Craval would be a safe pick, and maybe against their attack, that's what you would want. Uh, but they seem like just a bunch of quick little dudes, and so maybe Martinez and his quickness might be a better um, guy to defend against them. In my opinion, I thought their defense did not look that strong. Some some giveaways. Uh, I think our press might be able to force them into giveaways during the game. Also, Sean Johnson. I know he's been been an MLS veteran, has done well, but I've, I've never been too keen on him. I always kind of think his distribution for a team that wants to play out of the back is not as good. I feel like he always... Um, He's right-footed, but I feel like I feel like he kicks it out of bounds on the left touchline. Like he tries to play across the field, and he just—I've just seen him kick it out a lot. Granted, that might be on the baseball field, and the dimensions aren't a true soccer field, so it might not be on him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also gave up—I um, don't know—a couple of chances in in the beginning of the season against Tigres and Toronto. Um, so that's 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 kind of my breakdown of them. Anything you'd like to add? Um, what do you think the union? Who do you think the union should be relying on? What where? I I just think I think our success is going to come from like the counterattack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because they're going to be like with the, them being a new team, like I said, their defense could be a weak spot. Like I think th- like their organization is, is not going to be there. like they obviously like we said we have they have so much attacking talent that like I feel like their defensive organization might be where they're they're weak they're weaker. So I think if we're able to like disrupt them and attack them, like you know, these quick counterattacks to like catch them, disorganize it off guard, I think that will be the way we score and, and should have success on in, in that first game. Um, yeah, like I, I I'm just still just nervous about the their their attackers. Like that, remember that the I don't know if he he's gonna start because they have Aver, but the Castellanos. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy was like a nightmare for us. And I remember we just like kept talking about how much we hate that guy because he kept, you know, he would always be diving and calling and drawing fouls and and that created at least two goals against us last year from from my memory. And so and he's just like one of many attacking players that they have that we need to be aware of. So that there's a lot of nerves there, but like you know we have we discussed we have you know a solid you know core of center backs and defenders so. Hopefully we can keep them in check, and then we can get you know some guys going on the, on the break, and you know maybe Aronson can lead that break and, and you know create some goals that we would love to see. But um, yeah, that's kind of all I had to really say. I you know it's it's a game that we're you know not going to really know what to expect because of the whole situation. But hopefully we can um, catch them off guard at least. Yeah, yeah, and everything's going to be have to be quick. Um... Yeah, we'll see. It's it's cool to just think about the boys on the field. It's it's very exciting to think about our guys doing something against a real team out there. I know. Yeah, it's, um, it's gonna feel so surreal actually watching a Union play. It's also gonna be feel surreal that it's at nine a.m. But it's gonna be surreal to see them actually play in, yeah. in a real game. All right. So now now's the big moment. Gotta make a prediction. What do you think for? Uh, the prediction what do you think for your game man so far we're both we've been predicting neither of us have been right so right. far our celebrity guests so far there's zero points on the table um so luke what's your prediction for next thursday's game okay i think this is gonna be a, i think there's gonna be some goals in this one um i i'm gonna say we're gonna win three one 
All right. Any any guesses on goal scores? Um, let's say Casper, Bedoya, and Vooten. Vooten, nice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go same, almost same, three two. And I'm going to go with Bedoya with the first one. He always pops up in big moments. I think he's going to get the team started. I'm going to go with a Casper Brace because I always have to. Okay, yeah. All right. And tell us about our celebrity predictor tonight. Yeah, yeah. so we had our, our buddy Ryan of Talk To With Ryan um, uh, sent us his prediction, and he was a little less optimistic than we are. Um, he... He says the, that NYC will win two one in that in the first game of the tournament. That, that's beat, man. That's okay, Ryan. We still love you. You're our guy, um, and hopefully your prediction turns out better than our last celebrity predictor. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Rich Laurie, sorry, we're never gonna we're never gonna ask Rich Laurie to make a prediction again because uh, he was the one who predicted uh, our last game against san jose which then turned into a global pandemic and so sorry rich but uh the world can't handle your predictions ever again yep that was a light but yeah yeah (laughs) um all right so before we go uh couple little quick hitters um some cool twitter action there is an insider account coming from florida it's at the mls COVID is back. What is it? So MLS it's called, okay, yeah, let me bring it up again. It's called MLS COVID Cup. Okay. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're the supposed insider from inside the bubble, and they sent, you know, the picture of um, Omar Gonzalez's sandwich, and then there's a probably fake, or at least not from the, the tournament, um, someone showered, it just explodes water, and then there's like a snake in some sort of lobby. Um, but there's, it's like potentially could be what's inside the, uh, happening inside the bubble, and there's like a, a player or, um, I don't know, a staff member that's leaking information from what's going on in there, but it's been an interesting follow at least. It's, you know, definitely a, a, just one of many weird, um, things that happen in MLS but it's been interesting so uh, at least an entertaining follow yeah I would say so as well another uh, maybe more positive uplifting one would be um, an NWSL Philly Twitter account has begun and so they're just trying to pull and kind of garner some momentum to hopefully get an MLS, uh, not MLS an NWSL women's team to Philly We've talked about this on the pod before. Uh, when our dad was on, we kind of talked about the idea of having the MLS connection with the women's team um, and how it would be cool to have Union and a women's team both playing down in Chester. Uh, I saw some chatter online about it. You know, people talking about location would really have to be important. If they're coming to Chester, you might have a hard time because don't always get the best crowds there can get it closer to the city where people would have easy access so it's cool conversation to have um and uh it's been cool kind of watching some of the nwsl challenge cup out in utah going on right now yeah yeah it's yeah it's definitely a league that has so much talent that it'd be really cool to have um 
that in Philly, and and um, you know it's still it's growing. That Louisville has is going to have a team next year, and then LA will have a team maybe next year too. I, I I'm not sure. Like they just announced that LA is going to get an NWSL team, so hopefully oh, cool. Philly could be you know one of the next teams. I know there's you know you know could could you know it starts with a, on Twitter with some people just deciding you know getting getting behind this a kind of movement like that's how you know the union kind of started with the with the sons of ben so it's you know could be a grassroots movement that you know starts small but it could be cool to you know see at some point having a david in philly yeah for sure for sure um and then you wanted to start a segment that oh, i thought was interesting and people people enjoy when we kind of put out some stuff about this so I'll, i'm gonna let you kind of take the lead on that one yeah, well, this might become a weekly segment because we, AJ and I always tend to find very uh, random union um, items on eBay and we like to share with each other. And then if it's funny enough, we share on Twitter. And um, so we might just start doing that every, every episode and find something to, to find something fun to share. So this week, this, um, I just, before we started recording, I found on eBay, there was a union schedule magnet from 2019 for about four dollars or five dollars and five, five and six. yeah and there's the things that they, they give out for free at the beginning of the year and then but then you could also buy a 2020 union schedule magnet for about seven dollars which neither of them are relevant because one is outdated another one is just not what the season's going to be like so um, pretty pretty solid buys you could um you can go on ebay and find but um yeah that's what we got for this week yeah i like that that was a good find and uh i really hope for the seller that they they find some good buyers out there because <laughs> it might be a collector's item now you know get that 2020 schedule that never was so it's interesting i guess but yeah it's just kind of a sad magnet <laughs> yeah that's true it could be just a sad magnet well, awesome, man. This has been a good podcast. I look forward to uh, the next time we talk will be next Thursday, and we will be reacting to the NYCFC game. We'll also be previewing Nashville and possibly Inter-Miami game. Um, so we got some real soccer coming up. That's exciting, guys. The next time you hear from us, we'll be uh, well into it. Yeah, knock on wood, yeah. that will all happen, and we can talk about that. True, true, true. <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait. I hope it all works out. I'm excited to actually watch the unit play. For sure, man. Well, awesome, Luke. Good job tonight. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.